Get out of here. Way back, he looks up. There's the cycle. You can put it on the board. Yes! A single, double, triple, and home run in one game. He is hit for the cycle. <laughs> All right, all right. Welcome to another episode of The Cycle. I'm your host, Pat McGann, and I am flying solo this week, but we're making up for it with guests. It's going to be a special episode of The Cycle. It's going to be educational. It's going to be informative. We're going to talk about some of the food and drink offerings at Guaranteed Rate Field, some cool stuff going on with the new Craft Cave, which was formerly the Bullpen Bar. Craft Cave now is the, the name, and it's a great spot. So joining me, and let's get him in here, is uh, first of all, let's welcome in the general manager of Delaware North, Joey Nigro. Good afternoon, thank you, Joey. We did a food episode last year. <laughs> it was phenomenal. We got a lot of great feedback. A lot of uh, the offerings last year that are still here, like the cheesy, cheesy beef, all the good stuff. What was that? What else was big last year that's still a hit? Well, pretty much the it was all about the Beggars Pizza Pub last year. So the yeah. chicken parm. Uh, you know, we redid our Comiskey Burger with the Merck's cheese topper. Uh, street tacos are still a good success. Street tacos are great. Every year uh, you guys elevate your game. Thank you. Yeah, and you've been doing it a while. You've been here 11 years, you 11 said? 11 years. It's getting harder and harder to yeah. think about what item uh, is going to be the next big thing. you got you got to follow yourself. Sometimes it's the it. hardest thing. We do. Also joining us from Lakeshore Beverage, and he's here because we're going to talk more about the beer this year than the, the food that we did last year with Delaware North. But let's welcome in from Lakeshore Beverage, Chris Kaloje. Hey, everybody. What's up, Chris? Much. Thanks for it doesn't me. spell out. It doesn't look like Kaloje. It's a very like gritty it's, it's last very, name yeah, of yours. It's very, very Eastern European. Yeah, spell it out. I just love the spelling so, uh, of this. K O L O D Z I E J. Yeah, Kaloje. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like it looks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right, so we're in the Craft Cave, and uh, for those people who have not been in the park yet, the Craft Cave this year. Um, the main focus is craft beer. You guys have over 75 or right at 75 craft beers from 35 different breweries. You see them right when you walk in. They're in these coolers here that you guys have them separated by category, which we'll get into. Uh, but talk about the transition from the bullpen bar to craft cave. What kind of need did you think you were try, you know, trying to, to fulfill here? So let me go back to 2011. We started to see uh, the, the change in the concessions business to people wanting some uh, some of the craft beers that become popular. So we took a dated concept uh, called Beers of the World. We named it Midwest Brews. We started there, uh, two locations on the main concourse, one up on five. Now we have four on the main concourse, uh, still the one upstairs on the 500 level, but we started to offer uh, craft beers and got a great uh, I, I got a good response from our fans. So knowing Craft that beer is everywhere. It is. True. And, and yeah. knowing that is, it is definitely on the, on the incline. Uh, we saw the opportunity rebranding the bullpen bar to the craft cave and really trying to think big and bringing, uh, you know, initial ideas like let's have a hundred. We're like, I think I would lose my mind with a hundred. <laughs> so we kind of, we stuck around that 75 points. Um, and literally, I got uh, catalogs from each of our distributors that I work with and kind of just combed through them. You know, we, I looked at uh, coast to coast primarily first, got a number, and then thought that was too many, then kind of looked at uh, our region, you know, anything in the Great Lakes region, Midwest region, and came to around 78, 79 was the number we first fell upon. Wow. So. That's, that's incredible. Yeah, and the, 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 I love – I'm not a huge beer drinker, but the craft beers that I've enjoyed, I always enjoy just even like the names of them. Just like 
there are definitely some uh, some unique. What are some of your favorite there? names of the, these beers that you got floating around? Well, I'm sure Chris has some, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. In terms of terms of a name, uh, you know, it's hard because there's there, there's so many. Uh, yesterday we How did about Dogfish Head. That's well, that's like, the that brewery, sounds, but they got Dogfish yeah. Head is a brewery, yeah, and so it's a sixty minute IPA. Sixty mm-hmm. minute IPA. Yeah, so sixty minute uh, actually that's refers to to part of the morally the, safer the, part of the brewing brewing process. So how long how long they hop uh, the beer for? So they're referencing uh, part of the brewing process, the boil. And, and the hopping, so it's a little bit, a little bit of an you know an insider's, See, insider's that I need term. To be educate a little bit and, and walk back on the beer because I was a guy who I was here with, with season tickets. I would just drink you know twelve Miller Lights, and that that was that was my approach. Twelve, <laughs> you know, if double header. <laughs> he, he might have been your biggest uh, your biggest right. customer. No, never twelve. I'm talking about like you know including the tailgate, the post game, but I was just drinking light beer all day. When do you think like this change happened, or what, what's the what's the big biggest difference other than is there? Is, I'm trying to get you to say is there a huge difference between the craft beers and the? Yeah, there's. I mean, there's a difference. I mean, you have for one, you have more variety, and and I think that kind of kind of plays into what what we were just talking about is that you know people nowadays want variety, whether it's with their beer, whether it's with their with their food. You know, people people who are coming of age right now. Uh, are coming of age in a environment where they have a lot of choice. So people people want choices, you know. And then the big difference between a lot of the craft beers versus, you know, some some larger larger domestics is the ingredients that are being used. Um, There's a lot you know, more, root, yeah, more alcohol in, in some of these. Locality. There are some, the ABV is uh, typically a little bit higher. Uh, the ones we selected, I didn't want to go up to the seven, eight, nines, so I kept it. Uh, oh yeah. Pretty, pretty calm. <laughs> that would be a pretty fun calm. day at the ballpark. <laughs> Premium light lagers are anywhere from four to five. So we have plenty of five, five and a half, and yeah. sixes in the craft cave. Um, but, yeah, I didn't want to get too serious because typically when those ABVs start to climb, uh, costs start to climb, which means the price has to get higher. So I'm you know, yeah. thinking about that as well. So And with these beers, like because people are foodies now and they're – they're really into craft beer, you know. They want to pair these things, and you went al- you went ahead and, and did some pairings here for some of the the burgers here. Yeah, you we want did. to walk through any of those? Sure. The, uh, yeah. So, because um, I love this four bagger burger, which is uh, four patties, <laughs> and then it pairs with the uh, the Goose Island four star pilsner. Yeah. So the burgers are big, and some of them have a lot of things going on. So, you know, kind of my idea was to. Isolate, In this case, isolate, yeah, <laughs> isolate some of the ingredients. You know, so some of them have Italian beef on top. Um, you know, some of them have onion rings on top. So kind of pairing to some of those auxiliary uh, ingredients for the four like bagger. Water with that. <laughs> that no but, more calories. Yeah. The bear. Try to offset the big flavors in the burger with a complimentary style and flavor of beer. Beer so, and burgers is, is the did best, a good job right? with this. Yes, it is. It is. This uh, cleanup hitter burger I know is is popular, but how about this five four three, the big juicy bacon cheeseburger? And what would you pair with that? Uh, so for that burger, we're pairing uh, Goose Island IPA. Um, so it's you know a big juicy burger. Um, so we wanted to have a beer that had some good structure to it. You know, Goose IPA has a good malt body to it, so it's going to stand up stand up to uh, you know the density of the burger, but it also has a good amount of hops. Uh, hops uh, are acidic. So uh, acidity cuts through fat. So you get that kind of matching in terms of flavor intensity. Then you also have all that nice, bright acidity that's going to cut through the fat and kind of 
refresh your palate for for the next bite. Yeah, man, that is that's broken down right there. There's a science to it. No, I love it, man. Yeah. If I, you ever come when you come down to the craft cave, I shouldn't say if you ever when you come down to the craft cave, the back of our menus has a big glass of beer is broken down by style and we tell you what it pairs nicely with as well so you sure. can actually take a picture of it with your phone take it home yeah you know and try it elsewhere and goose island has a big presence here so does bell's uh revolution sure. what are some of the other bigger breweries because you say there's 75 beers 35 breweries what are some of the more yeah. founders Our, yeah founders is another partner of ours um, they're grand rapids founders correct yeah, yeah. Bells, Founders, I'm trying to work my way around the concourse. Uh, Paps Milwaukee uh, has done a couple craft beers for us as well. Not available directly in the craft cave yet because they're not in packages, but we have a kiosk on section 112 that offers their uh, their IPA and their honey wheat, which is really good too. Yeah. What would you recommend in terms of a, a stout, an ale, a pilsner for sitting in the sun watching baseball and maybe having a couple beers? Yeah. I mean, if you're – if you're somebody who normally comes to the game and drinks, you know, Bud Bud Light, you know, I would definitely start off with a Kraft Pilsner. Uh, it's going to have a little bit more body to it. Uh, if it's an American, you know, American Pilsner, Kraft Pilsner, it's going to have a little bit more hops to it. So it's going to have it's going to have some flavors that you're used to, and an yeah. ABV and a body that you're used to, but just kind of up a notch. So I would start with the Pilsner, and then you know, kind of kind of start start working your way up. What if you're working your way into craft beer? For the first time, you're getting away from some of the domestics and the traditional imports. What are some good craft beers to start with? Um, you know, I, I would say lagers and pilsners, yeah. pretty much are the the beers that most people know. Yeah, yeah. Goose Island Four Star, Brooklyn yeah. Brooklyn Summer. Um, you know, really nice, easy drinking. You know, all malt beers that aren't going to overwhelm you. And then after that, so lagers and pilsners would be like the the least amount of a, you know. Shock to the Lock taste better. buds. Yeah, shock to the taste buds. All right. Yeah. So then from there, where would you go? Well, if you're talking about summary, I would look to the seasonal and tarts that we have. You know, Founders makes a Rubias. It's a raspberry ale. It's really, really good. Uh, the Bell's Oberon, consistent fan favorite. The Goose 312, another fan favorite. Uh, and then Revolution just came out with their new summer Sun Crusher, it's called. Um, sun Crusher. That sounds like that's just someone's another... going to get crushed by the sun. Yep. So, <laughs> we, uh, so we wanted to, at least I wanted to look at the summer revision of the menu to kind of be more drinkable, uh, you know, seasonally, you know, right beers to choose. Yeah. yeah. How about this uh, Lemon Shandy Shock Top? Yeah. Another good one. Yeah? Is oh, it? Oh, yeah. See, that jumps out at me. That's kind Correct. of like, I think I would try that one. Maybe this, uh, I know my wife would be into that jalapeno pepper ale. Is it literally spicy? It's got a hint of, yeah. it's got a hint of spice. Yeah. It's not. It's really good. I mean, you guys got not, everything not, over, not overwhelmingly. Wheat, wheat beers are always a great, great crossover beer. Chicago is a huge wheat beer town. Yeah. Um, you know, between, between Goose Island 312 and Blue Moon and Oberon, it's, uh, you know, we, we consume more wheat beer than I believe any any city in the country. So that's always a good 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 crossover beer for people. So you know, Bell's Oberon, perfect perfect beer to have when you're, when you're coming to the park. It's yeah. consistently been a leader in our Midwest brews. You know, prior to us doing the Craft Cape as well. So people gravitate towards the Oberon. Yeah. So we're into June now. You've had a pretty good of a test market. I mean, all that weather is just now really getting hot, where people will be probably out drinking more beer. But um, what do you see so far? that people are uh, excited about and 
just being down here in the craft cave. It, it I is. always enjoy coming down here before the game, hang out after a game. Correct. The, the craft cave is actually doing what we thought it would do. It would it, it was meant to really get uh, get folks down here to meet, gather, have a beer or two before going to their seats. And as they, you know, want to wait out the traffic or what have you, come on back down and, you know, meet your friends and whatnot. But um, when you see the setup in the craft cave, it is meant to be very interactive. You know, you got each cooler is stocked by style type, you know, video board above it, spelling out what's in each cooler. But, you know, we encourage you to bounce around, you know, pick up, you know, pick a can out or a bottle out, read the label, you know, take the flavoring notes uh, straight from the from, straight from the package and then, you know, tell tell your friends. Yeah, I always love coming down here because it's social and it's it is like being a big bar, but you're also you're in the stadium, which is right. phenomenal. You can see the game from here. We're looking out here. We're going to do the podcast outside, but started to rain a bit. Yeah. But the um, you can look out here on the field and and these seats are available, correct? If you get here, how do you correct. how do you get to sit outside the outside section of the Craft Cave? So the lower level of the Craft Cave is uh, first come first serve, no additional upcharge. The upper two tiers. Uh, if it's not sold for a catered party, because that is one of our all-inclusive catered areas uh, for 56 people, if that is not sold that day, it's a $15 upcharge, and you can sit on those two levels, uh, have your own table for the entire game as well. That's perfect. Well, Delaware North, you guys have been – the White Sox are always known for being, you know, a favorite baseball team in Chicago, but also the food here is – you include all the sports, all the stadiums. Food here is always the best. So thanks, man, for outdoing yourself and – staying ahead on trends and bringing cool stuff in here. Cause you have more new food, food items this year, correct? Yeah, we do. We, I mean, we brought on the Asian stir fry cart out in uh, left field. You know, a lot of our time and effort went into the craft cave. So taking that variety that we offer in food and creating the craft cave is just another variety that we have to enhance our fans experience. So. Well, and uh, I think that when you come down here, the um, when you can come out for a game, you can get here early, and also, like you said, you wait out traffic, hang out here for another um, uh, half hour after the game. All right, we're probably going to edit that part out now because I was trying to think where I wanted to go. But before we go, if you can give us 101, a microbrew for people that are maybe a little bit hesitant to, okay. to make the leap, because I think a lot of people would enjoy it, but they kind of stick in their comfort zone and drink Miller Lite or Old Style. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I would, I would say if, if you're, you're coming to the park for the first time, um, you know, kind of like we said earlier, start, start with a Pilsner, start with something that's going to have, you know, some resemblance to, to what you drink already. Cause if you jump right into a stout, something really heavy, full flavor, um, something that's really bitter, it, it, it might turn you off and take you a while to come back. So if you kind of start small, uh, work your way up and then you'll kind of find that you get, that you get more and more addicted to these, to these new flavor sensations that you're coming in. So start, start with the Pilsner. And then work your way up from there. Favorite Pilsner? Oh, man. Uh, all, all time or what we got here in the park? Yeah, all time. And uh, then in the park. Because um, so maybe the, all, your all time will end up in the park. You got the yeah. the purchase, the buyer right here. Well, uh, lately I've been drinking a lot of uh, Urban urban Chestnut Stomtisch. Uh, their brewery from St. Louis. How we do? <laughs> brewery from St. Louis. The uh, head brewer is originally from Germany. Grew up in Bavaria. Um, so it's called drew, the Urban Urban Chestnut. Urban Chestnut. Yeah, so they drew really, really great German style traditional beers because he grew up there. That's how he learned how to brew. Um, and they're they're made in St. Louis and they're really fresh. So I've been drinking a lot of that so far this summer. And best one here? Um, you know, I got to go with 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 Goose Island, the home the hometown heroes. Uh, Four Star Pills. Uh, they actually just changed, uh, retweaked the recipe a little bit. 
uh, was pretty hoppy. They brought the hops down a little bit. So I would say it's now, you know, if you had it before and you thought I was too hoppy, it's a little bit more traditional now, traditional now, a little bit more palatable and, you know, perfect beer for the ball game. Final question for you. Two summer beers, just people that are listening to this podcast in real time that they can pick up and enjoy outside at their home at a barbecue or something. Yeah. And let's, uh, you know, let's focus on some stuff uh, that we have here. Um, you know, Bell's Oberon, you know, one of, one of the best selling beers in the park. It's a wheat beer. Uh, you know, for a lot of people who've been drinking craft beer in the Midwest, it kind of is the, you know, the embodiment of, of, of summer drinking. Um, and then, you know, I'd say the Boulevard uh, Ginger Lemon Rattler as well. He said, he said the Rattler intrigued you. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a craft version, has a little bit of ginger, uh, a little bit, little bit of lemon soda. Very refreshing uh, in the summer sun. Just yeah. Kinda, just All go right. down, goes down like nothing. I like it. All right, and Paps was the name we heard earlier. Paps, a lot of people know that name. They did a craft brew for the uh, stadium. Correct. So uh, the the two flavors that the two flavors that we're offering right now are the Nor'easty Boys IPA. It's a northeastern IPA, and then their uh, Sticky Fingers Honey Wheat. Yeah, man, I gotta jump into this world of beer. It seems a little bit over. I just usually, you know, vodka, but. Oh. Well, I'll show we'll, you the ropes one day if you want. Yeah. yeah we'll take, I just we'll thought it was going to happen we'll today. Last year, we had all this food here. You should have seen it, Chris. It was like a legit spread. We had everything. And I pictured the same thing today. You guys just be pouring beer let's, and we'd be. Let's, let's line up all 76 beers right now. To, to got the, the coolers keys. in my pocket. Let's do it, Joey. <laughs> all right. No, thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, again, you got to get down to the Craft Cave. It's complete makeover. And if you haven't been in the stadium this year, it's always fun to get out here and check out some of the new food. As Joey mentioned, you got the popular street tacos. The cheddar beef, the cheesy beef, all these uh, great items. But more importantly, get to the Craft Cave. Over 75 craft brews from 35 different breweries. So come check it out. It's a great place to hide out during a rain delay. As you said, wait out traffic. So make sure you get to the Craft Cave. I want to thank Joey and Chris for joining us. And thank you for listening to The Cycle. All right, welcome back. Actually, we are not done. We talked to Joey Nigro. I made him feel bad about no taste testing. And we're going to do a taste test. And we're going to bring in a couple more guests, actually. This is fun. It's Craig and Ryan from the ABV Chicago Beer Podcast. That's right. That's the name of the podcast. Yeah, that's correct. correct, A couple episodes today. Hey, thanks. Love it. Awesome. You guys burp in the opening oh, a couple times. <laughs> yep. That was him. Yeah, oh, that, yeah probably me, most likely. <laughs> and the best part, that you only go by Craig and Ryan because you're middle school teachers and yeah. you have some anonymity. <laughs> right. Yes. Probably because you drink and yeah. use the F word a lot yeah, in the podcast. Yeah. That, that's very true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we that's hope to awesome. entertain. We hope to entertain. So and what's the name of the school you teach at? Uh, nope. That's uh, <laughs> not right, going well, there. That at, after, after the fifth beer, yeah. yeah we'll do we'll, we'll no problem. We'll All right. So we're going to sample some of the craft beers that are offered here in the craft cave. You guys have selected uh, some for for good reason. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about those reasons why, but we're going to start things off. And what are we going to start with? Uh, Bell's Oberon. Yeah, their seasonal release. They yeah. just came out like a month ago. Yeah, it's so. uh, it's it's like an event beer when it comes out. It's something that signals the beginning of summer, and uh, it's it is really one Sounds of the best. Sounds beautiful. Yeah. Seasonal oh, yeah. release. It is. It's uh, <laughs> being born into. <laughs> so the Bell's Oberon. We talked about it with Chris, who is yeah. still with us. Chris Cologier from Lakeshore Beverage. Still here. <laughs> and why did you select this to? Um, one of the reasons why I selected it is because, uh, so, so Larry Bell is a huge baseball fan, and Bell's Oberon actually comes out on opening day. Mm-hmm. And his kind of whole thing is that if, if beer is being, con- if baseball is being played in, in Chicago, 
uh, or anywhere he wants he wants to be able to drink to drink Oberon. So um, nice, you know, this guy's Oberon a baller. Goes, goes <laughs> He's a Cubs fan hand. though, is he? Oh, big time. Uh, he, was, he, was, he is a Cubs fan. He's trying I, I usually, to go to like all eighty-one I games. Yeah. <laughs> I usually don't mention that. What a that loser. has to be mentioned on this though. I think, <laughs> I think. really. <laughs> well, it is pretty Cub fan-ish. Craft beer, <laughs> snobbery. You know. Anyway, let's, let's cheers. cheers. Yeah, first cheers. one. This all is right. the Bell's Oberon, and I'll tell you what I taste. Yeah, beer. <laughs> like, what should I? What should I really notice? What's the one thing that even like it's right hanging there for me to grab onto? To me, it's kind of like it's kind of orange peel. Like it's it's got a it's got a little bit of a citrusy note to it. Uh, being a wheat beer too, it's uh it's a little heavier in body than like a than a pilsner yeah. or something like a lager would be. So it uh it's it's a little kind of smoother drinking in that way too. Citrus but, uh, note. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You That's the podcast. That you, you That's can say that if you're drinking a juice box. <laughs> There's lots yes, of sugar. Yes, you could. Notes. Yeah, and a lot of sugar too. Uh, we don't have sugar on this yet. No, it's good though. Yeah, it's not. And it's it's not a. Uh, it couldn't be found offensive in any way. No, it's not right. harsh. It's not right. not high in alcohol at all. So you can easily you know down a six ounce can if you want. It's, it's kind of yeah. a gateway beer too for a lot of craft beer drinkers, I think, because it's. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of beer drinkers get into Blue Moon, which I guess we can't talk about here anymore. Um, <laughs> a gateway beer. You know, like marijuana leads to heroin. Yes, exactly. There's Bell's a Oberon leads to much harder craft beer. There's a marijuana yeah. beer uh-huh. out there. there. Oh, there are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. We've been to Colorado. We gotta go to a Rockies game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is a this is a fantastic summer beer. This is something that you could uh, you could drink all day. I mean, it's kind of what it's meant for. Yeah, especially at a ball game. Honestly, this is yeah. one of the things I'd grab for here. Definitely. Mm-hmm. The Bells O'Brien. Oh, yeah. a hot a, day, perfect. We Ooh. talked about that. A, a good beer to watch a uh, to watch the whole game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Larry must have had that in mind. <laughs> All right, let's move on. What's this next beer we're gonna go after? The oh. Noon Whistle. What's the Guava Goza Smack? Whoa, which is a sour wheat ale uh, with salt. Yeah, so guava and salt. Uh, so a Goza is a. It's kind of a. And maybe Chris, you can jump in on this too because. Uh, it's it's a style that had almost died off. It was it's an old German style. Uh, it's kind of a wheat based brew, but they it's a tart beer. Uh, but usually it's brewed with a little bit of salt too, just to to kind of dry out the finish. Uh, but it's something that I within the last German guava. <laughs> yeah, the guava is an interesting choice. Uh, but they uh, it, it's come back in a style over the last couple of years, uh, locally. Off what would color. you compare it to? Is a uh, a mainstream beer. Oh, oh boy, that salt really when you have it, the yeah, salt finish—it's really hard to. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. There's not a lot. Of, I mean, sour and tart beer is becoming a little more mainstream, but it's still far. Sierra Nevada is probably the largest brewery to do one. The Ultra Vase is a is a good one. We're getting Gareth after it too. So the the traditional water source of this beer come came from the Gozlar River, which naturally had a really high saline content. Yeah. So brewers now, to match that traditional water source, will add some salt. To the beer because this is how it tasted, you know. I taste a sour patch kid note. Yep, yep, uh-huh. yep. Yeah, you should be getting should, a little maybe a little <laughs> salty finish, but I think the guava is kind of masking Look that it. right now. I'm a beer expert too, <laughs> and it, this I love is, that. And most of the beers they do with gozas are all puns. Oh yeah. So like you know, there gozas the neighborhood mm. or something it's, like it's, you can just uh, keep okay. going. Just, it's, it's painful. It's painful sometimes <laughs> what they have to come up with. But uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of dad the goes, puns. Goes goes White Sox. Yeah, yeah. Oh hey, hey, in house beer. I like it. 
<laughs> but yeah, this is a uh, this is really great. I haven't had this one actually. I've had other variations of it, yeah. but it's uh, and this is new to the craft cave. It just came in like a week ago, I think. Honestly, it's, so, yeah, yeah. It's recent. I like this. I don't yeah. know how many you could have because you know, like <laughs> like Sour Patch Kids, yeah. you get you get yeah, you'll get tired of yeah, it. You, you get, get you get a little heartburn if you if you go too long. <laughs> what it, would think. you eat with this? Oh boy, definitely some chicken. Maybe <laughs> maybe some something. Maybe a little spicy too to go with. It. That's his yeah, answer. I I, I I would trust. I would Ooh, trust street Chris. taco. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you guys been beer beer experts? Which is oh, a very gosh. nice way of saying alcoholic. Oh, <laughs> oh alcoholic. Oh man, ten years. Well, uh, no, beer we've uh, we've been doing the podcast for about three and a half years since uh, yeah. January 2014, and we were big craft beer fans before that. Uh, so, but we've only learned more and more as we've had to dissect them and. Forced to. You would yes. talk about Make it, it a lot, and then yep. at some point, yep. did your friends say, like, you guys should have, you should do a podcast, you should yeah. talk about yeah. this. We, yeah, we've been friends for 10 years or so, and we, we would get together and, and drink beers, and uh, I had some background in doing audio engineering from college and, and doing radio, so it was kind of a natural fit, and I was getting into podcasts, and I said, let's let's, yeah, let's, let's just talk open about beers. beer. And it's ABV <laughs> Chicago. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah, like I said, I listened to a couple episodes. It's, it's funny. You get, one of the episodes, you gave him the Thank digit you. spinner. And, oh, oh, God. Digit <laughs> spinner. Oh, God. Yeah. That's right. Yep. And, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're we are all, we're very referential, too. We do a lot of kind of pop culture stuff, but uh, we... we we aim to do an entertaining show. We, I think we started out being informative. And we, now we tried we just, to be. Oh, yeah. It's hard to listen to those first <laughs> no, episodes. No, we just tried to be entertaining. And you've done it. I mean, it was like the episode I listened to is like you're up to near 200. Or yeah, yeah. we're closing. We're 77. We just released today. today. Wow. Yeah. That's what we strive for at the cycle. We'll be behind <laughs> you a little bit. Yeah, every week for uh, three and a half years. So. Yep. Do you listen to any beer podcasts, Chris? Um, I, I do from time to time. Uh, I think – because I work in beer every single day, like when you I need a break outside, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm just gonna listen to, uh, you know, Radio Lab or something. Do you got a lot of craft beer events? I did a Sam Adams event last year. Oh, nice. There's one every weekend now in Chicago, yeah, it's, so it's, I think we would die if we went to all of them. So we kind of pick. You were and at choose. one last weekend. Oh yeah. Oh, the uh, Sierra Nevada Beer Camp at yeah. uh, Navy Pier. Yeah. That was really fun. And yeah. the the venue is amazing. It's right by obviously right by like Michigan. You could go outside. Everybody's pouring beer. It was nice out. So, yeah, just a blast. <laughs> Where did the socks stack up as a, uh, a rally point for craft beer with the 75? That's a really good question for him because he's – how many ballparks have you been to? Oh, I've been to all of them except two so far. No kidding. Yes, but I, I, this was, you know, like two, three years ago. If if they, nobody else caught up, this is by far the best selection I've yeah. ever seen in a ballpark. It got to the point where I was reading the list and I was like, where's the barrel aid stuff? I'm like, oh, I'm not at a craft beer bar. This is at a baseball game. Oh my God, I can't believe it. You can almost like look at it as a cover charge if you just yeah. want to oh, come out yeah, here. And... You are exactly correct. But that's, I mean, obviously you want to come here and watch baseball, but I'm just speaking to like, that was, I, <laughs> the beer experts. Yeah. Well, I came to opening day and I was able to order Tooth and Claw and Lizard King and I was like, I could just sit here and drink all day. Would you Great. jump around like when you sit down to drink? If you have an afternoon, you're gonna watch games. Like, would you jump around or would you stay within like two or three beers? Style-wise, I, I I tend to jump around. I'm pretty restless with it. I, I do like hoppy beers first and foremost, but I I like all kinds of beers, so I usually start with something hoppy. But uh, I it's there's too much to choose from, so I like to vary my yeah. experiences as much. I, I usually as possible. start with like a pilsner for some reason, just <laughs> and ease my way into the you know the ten 
15% stuff, and then I just, you know, <laughs> black out. You don't have the 10, 15% well, stuff I don't, here. We don't, but sometimes when the Sox are playing, I need to black out by the eighth <laughs> inning. Oh, man. Well, thanks for coming on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we're, we're going in the right direction. We are. Yes, uh, yes. The, the opinions of Craig are not hey, All right, let's move on to our third beer. I've, I know this uh, brewery. I've done some gigs in Grand Rapids. I know founders have been to their place. It's uh, wildly popular, one of the more popular microbrews, Chris. Yeah. It is. Uh, I mean, this beer in particular is one of the, the fastest growing beers in the country. Yeah. Uh, top three, and then, yeah, the 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 brew pub is actually the uh, number two volume uh, bar in the entire state of Michigan. Yeah. Which is a which is a feat. No kidding. For such a such a big beer right. town. And this beer really changed craft beer too, because uh, this was one of the yeah. first session IPAs, a lower alcohol hoppy beer that was full flavored, but you know comes in under five percent alcohol. So uh, once this came out and became wildly popular breweries all over the country large and small started competing to get their session ipa out as fast as possible and now everyone had to make one yep (laughs) oh yeah to someone uh, you know not who doesn't pay attention to all that stuff what's the difference between content between this and a bottle of Coors Light? It's just, it's probably a little bit more flavorful, but lighter. Alcohol-wise, so alcohol about the same, I it's, think. It's a little yeah. higher, I yeah. think. Um, I don't know if Coors Light would be around a four. Four? And this is like four or five something or like something that. like that? Yeah. 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 I could be off on that. So yeah, this is, yeah, this <laughs> yes. is probably the closest thing to a, you know, Coors, Coors Light or any of the Mike macro brews out there. In terms of the AB. So this ABB. is, yeah. they're all day. This is what they call it, the all day IPA from And it's the number two beer in Michigan. Oh, no, I've seen, I've seen their, their brew pub. Oh, their brew pub. The number two, number two bar. This is one of the fastest growing beers in the entire country. Yeah. And it's in a 19... 19 ounce can? Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh. 19.2 Which is new, I think. Yeah. That's something yeah. they just started doing. The last few sips out, uh, might be warm. <laughs> <laughs> if you're drinking this. This is fantastic, though. Yeah. So what do you, what do you, uh, what do you taste on this one? This one's got a little bit like more, more body to it, maybe. More... Mm. Uh, okay. I don't know. It's a little bit more. Uh, it's tougher. It's not as. Uh, I don't know. Let me take another sip here. Yeah, I mean, I like it. It's but it is a little bit more of a um, more of a beer, you know. Like it's, it's kind of like a Sam Adams kind yeah. of taste. Like no, it's it's a little maltier. It's uh, the bitterness can be prohibitive for people who aren't necessarily used to it. But uh, there are definitely much more bitter beers out there that. That brewers uh, that brewers do, but uh, this one I think is on the more drinkable side of an IPA. So if I was going to introduce somebody to IPA, this would be a you know if they've never had all day, this would be a early recommendation for sure. Uh, yep. Ease them in. I'm all about the gateway and the yeah right, <laughs> <laughs> leading people down this dark path we've chosen for ourselves. Founders was they exploded maybe because they were they started right when craft beers were taken yeah. off yep and they had limited releases that got people excited and coming to the brewery and then they what, expanded what do you guys think of the sustainability of that industry like is there room in the marketplace for Current, the, another like this explosion to continue I, for, for a while i would yeah say. i mean it's 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 flatlining a little bit it's still growing um i mean there was exponential growth from like 2013 to 2014 uh the the market share was was just off the charts uh, but over the last two years, it started to flatten out a little bit. It's still growing, um, but I, I think that it's going to continue to flatline. I don't necessarily think it's going to go down, but it's, uh, yeah. it, it's, there's a lot of factors at play with uh, 
big breweries, uh, you know, um, kind of big corporations purchasing smaller breweries that kind of removes their craft designation so they're not an independent craft brewery anymore. Um, but, you know, the, the thing that's on the rise is really kind of like neighborhood brew pubs, you know, local tap rooms that you're still seeing just exploding. I mean, there's... Well, I think that's what they're trying to replicate here, and yeah. they're doing a yeah. good job with the food offerings and doing the pairings. And right. you know, it's not like you're just grabbing a, a burger out of a, yeah. out of a stand. Yeah. And but to Ryan's point, that noon whistle we had is that similar type of brew pub where it's Lom- there was the first one in Lombard, yeah, and everybody went to Lombard to go get noon whistle. Oh yeah, I got expanding Horseleaf Hollow in my yeah. neighborhood. Oh hey, yeah, yeah. oh boy, Neil Byers. I'm going yeah. there tomorrow. Neil and Dave and and Matt, yeah, those are all yeah. buddies of ours. Those yeah, are good beers. There. And they're Sox fans, so we can give them mm. a shout yeah. out. And, and even here, I was impressed to see uh, some of the more local breweries that were here. There's there's a Mars beer here. There's some Bader Brow. I mean, these are all within spitting distance yeah. of the of the ballpark yeah. itself. Tell, tell people where those breweries are. And- <laughs> well, Mars is uh, it's Bridgeport. It's like thirty. Oh gosh. Oh, I think they're on like eighteenth. They're off of Halstead. Yeah, eighteenth yeah. and Halstead. I don't no, know. It's the thirtieth. Thirtieth. Okay. Thirty fifth. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So well, you so can tell you guys close. are a couple. You almost had a little. <laughs> <laughs> You're the dominant one. <laughs> uh, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> so it's on at Halstead there, 30th. And yep. they have, how, many, how many different beers oh, do they offer? Man. They are uh, they are a wildly weird and experimental brewery. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the the owners of it are kind of part of this whole like arts collective, too, where they do the Lumpen Radio, and uh, they've got a co-prosperity sphere out there and maria's packaged goods they're they're that's kind of all part of their whole it's almost becoming like the some of these there's a craft beer industry within the craft beer industry because you have like bells founders goose revolution some of these bigger players sam was uh, sam as was original right and then and then now you have the lesser known or these guys that are coming up yeah, brewery wise, where is like if you're talking to people like, hey, you're gonna start drinking craft beer, mm-hmm. play around in the with founders or goose, like which ones do you recommend? Revolution would be one on, near yeah, the top for me. Great. Half Acre, if you like hoppy stuff. Yeah, when you get into that, see, I see that beer yeah. at a lot of half barbecues yeah. and, on the north side. Yeah. yeah, Half Acre does amazing stuff and have for a long time too. I mean, so many of these breweries that we can point to in that in that big cooler over there are less than five years old. You know, it's it's to have a brewery that's been around for seven years makes you a veteran i mean it's it's amazing they have a whole cooler of like india pale ales yeah mm-hmm. oh yeah <laughs> it's i got the list here somewhere what's your favorite india pale ale oh boy anti-heroes in the cooler so I'm yeah, gonna say yeah for revolution yeah. anti-hero is is spectacular uh bell's two-hearted is, is oh, it one is? that That's i oh yeah i go back long time drinking that beer that's one of my favorites and then Pipeworks, uh, I know that we're drinking. I love how uh, excited he just got. Oh, yeah. that's really? That's <laughs> in the game. Go wow. Over. You can go lick the glass of the cooler. <laughs> I think oh, we're drinking oh, this uh, Glaucus from Pipeworks right yeah, now, which is a, a Belgian, Belgian style. Pale. Pale, uh, pale or an pale IPA? Pale Okay. And uh, Pipeworks does fantastic hoppy beers, and they're, uh, they're a brewery that started very small and just continue to grow, even though they're still very independent. This is, is it, what we're getting into right yeah. here? Yeah. yeah. In your face can artwork, yeah, too. Yeah, it's like a tattoo yeah. there. Yeah, how about that? And where are they out of? They're um they're on oh G O. They're in <laughs> oh I don't not know in. what the neighborhood's considered. I don't know. Hermosa, yeah. Is it Hermosa? I think maybe? it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. Oh, where the hell is it? It's, it's right next to off color. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Some yeah. point. Pulaski and Armitage, right I think. Mm-hmm. So this looks lighter, no? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should be a little bit heavier than the one you just had, the all day IPA. Yeah. And that's got a little lighter in color to it. Yeah, kind of banana. Flavor intensity. Banana. It's it's a, yeah, the Bel- there's a Belgian yeast in it, so it's usually going to give off kind of a some different kind of bananas, different fruit notes that you might get from more kind of I don't know, uh, American or English yeast yeah. styles, I guess. 
Have you guys ever tried to make beer? That was like a thing. A guy did one time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I helped somebody make it, and someone screwed up, and it took like ten hours to make a stout. And I'm like, it wasn't my fault. I was just you told me to stir. <laughs> I remember uh, that in college, like somebody guy. There was always someone making beer in their dorm <laughs> closet, and then you would yep. drink it, and it would be awful. And I had a friend who was doing homebrew in college, long like you know, fifteen years ago, and they would do it in the basement. And the basement was like one of those murder basements, and I'm like, I'm not walking <laughs> yeah. down there looking at your damn brewery. Just bring it up. What guy was your Blair college Rich beer in the corner? Oh, what was my college crap beer? College, just college beer. beer. That when you were in college, what was the cheap beer? Oh boy! Uh, I mean, I was drinking a lot of Upland. I went to Indiana University. Oh, wow. That's the brewery there. there. So we were we were drinking Upland weed all the time. <laughs> Do I have to answer uh, that? Jeez, yeah. Upland! Wow. Cheap, cheap beer, beer, probably Keystones. Yeah, yeah. I was drinking Box, Milwaukee's Box Best Light. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but whatever anybody had the Bud Light, yeah, Miller it was, Light, it was whatever, pretty much whatever you got. But I think we uh, I went to University of Iowa, and they had a steady stream of Boulevard in there. Like Boulevard Wheat Sun Tap, and that really? is a, that is a great beer, uh, really drinkable beer. So that was that was one of my favorite college ones to get the really. There's tall a lot glass. of wheat beers here that yeah. are popular. Uh-huh. Yeah, including that Oberon that we started with yeah. is uh, is one of the most popular wheat beers on the market. Yeah, I like that one we just had. That's a good one. Are we going to this habanero? We're gonna go jalapeno. try this. Jalapeno. We're gonna close out with a jalapeno oh, pepper ale oh, <laughs> from Bent River. Bent River Brewing Company. I don't know anything about Bent River, to this be honest This is with you. A, the uh, seasonal and tarts category, which includes <laughs> Angry Orchard Cider, Brickstone Ooh. Forbidden Wheat, it smells like, uh, you know, a couple of juice chips. items. Yeah. Yeah. It oh. smells like a jalapeno crunch. It does. <laughs> I kind of want some nachos from upstairs. Are they, they are concessions yeah. running yet? Because I, uh, <laughs> I could pair this. Is there a cheese Ooh. beer? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, man. All right. Yeah, yeah as, as advertised, though, there's a. Yeah. It's not crazy. It's not overly spicy, no, but there's the, the flavor of jalapeno is. I can imagine drinking a 12 ounce of but this. But that will yeah. attract people. Just the jalapeno pepper mm-hmm. ale. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I can see my. You to drink the bottle. Yeah, I said earlier, my wife, like, <laughs> yeah. she likes spicy stuff. She would jump on that. <laughs> well, there's a brewery out of Oregon called Rogue that is known for their sriracha stout. Oh, yeah. So they've got a sriracha flavored stout. I've never tried it before. I'm not brave enough. Uh, and <laughs> There's not a great things about it. There's a beer called I think Ghostface Killer. Oh yeah, there's Ghostface Killer yeah. beer. And yeah. that made made with ghost peppers. And I had an ounce of it and I was like, mm-hmm. Don't ever give this really? to me again. <laughs> Can you handle <laughs> spicy normally? Oh, way, way beyond. Just it was like your mouth was on fire immediately oh. and your lips. <laughs> That's not fun. That. And then someone chugged the bottle and we we're like, This ruins your day. All right, you guys following the White Sox this year? Uh, yes. A little bit. Yeah, he I is am. more than yeah. I am. All right, let's compare compare if if one you know if these uh, some of these Sox players were a beer, oh, okay. oh, oh this is what would you fun. say? Uh-huh. Let's start with Avi. Avi's having a great year. Oh boy! Oh, he'd be a stout. You think so? I think now. Yeah. Heavy? Yeah, a little heavy. <laughs> He's got a high batting average. I was gonna go Abreu as the stout, as the, okay. as the big heavy one. The heavy but, uh, hitter all the time. Okay. <laughs> well, then what would Avi be? Uh, I think a more versatile kind of a, a beer. You know, yeah, he could do a little bit more. Like, but what would what style would that this is, be? This is the podcast yeah. right here. You're getting a preview. I know. I'm just letting it go. This, <laughs> this is fantastic. Is, oh, that, that that's a great question. I, I wish more people would ask this question. I'm gonna go double like IPA. Du- Whoa, that's that's, that's in your yep. face. Uh-huh. Oh no. Is Navi a little? No, he's more of a he's more of a pale uh, <laughs> IPA guy. He's a little sneaky and. I'll just I'll defer. I'll defer. Three thirty batting average. <laughs> like it. That's all right. We'll, we'll play through. It. We gotta play through okay. it. Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson. Something smaller. Yeah, something smaller. Something fast. Something small and yeah. fast. Session, <laughs> session IPA. There you go. It's your, your all day. Milky. Milk stout. <laughs> that's milk stout. That's the easy. Ma- yeah, milky that's the milk stout. Milk stout. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like that. That could be a beer. That's, that's really good. How about uh, Holland? 
Oh boy. Ooh. Um, comeback player, something that Bosa. Uh, lately, though, be. isn't he? Uh, uh, he's been. He's been. He's been, been all right. Been, uh, we we got our value out. Yeah, let's go with the sour. Yeah. Though. Let's go with that Goza. Yeah. I think. Uh, comeback. I think that's a good one. Yeah. You, it, what about some of the uh, prospects? Any uh, who are some hot prospect uh, beers? Yeah, don't get put on Mankata or <laughs> worth a lot. Kopech. Kopech, oh, yeah, Kopech. Yeah, uh, something really pretty to look at. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, he was a guest on this podcast, and I cannot argue with you. He is beautiful, beautiful man. <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap things up because uh, we're getting kind of played out here music-wise. Uh, no, well, whatever. Well, this is like the Academy Awards. Well, I was doing the robot the yeah. whole time, which is not picking up on the microphone. Honestly, though, check these guys out. They have a great podcast. If you're into craft beer, if you're into pop culture, if you're into Chicago, it's worth listening to. Very funny, and they've been doing it a while. They're pros. Um, it's called ABV Chicago. It's Craig and Ryan. They're teachers. We're not going to reveal their full identity. <laughs> Thank you. And also uh, Chris Cologe from Lakeshore Beverage. Chris, thanks for joining us. Make sure you get to the park. Make sure you get to the craft cave. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And uh, also make sure to subscribe to – the cycle. We appreciate it. Yeah. yeah thanks for, thanks having, for having us. Yeah. It was a great time. Thanks, fellas. Let's just finish these beers. All right. Sounds good. Bye. <laughs>